0: Are you hopelessly optimistic that the Sun Devils can win out the final three games of the season? Well, I'm here to tell you exactly why they can on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thanks, as always, for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like, subscribe, and turn on those notifications to get an update whenever we post new content. You can stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrats36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off of your first purchase. Look, this is about as difficult an end to the season as you're going to find for any football team in the country. Arizona State has three games left one road game and two home games to end the season. And Two of them are ranked opponents. The last one is in-state rivalry. And with the way that that team is playing, they unfortunately could be ranked by the time that game rolls around. So two ranked opponents for sure. One of those opponents is going to be contending for a, uh, what's it called? A playoff spot. And then the last team has a very good chance to be ranked by the end of the year. So If you think that it's going to be a tough end of the year, you are absolutely right. But I'm here to tell you exactly how the Sun Devils can win these final three games. In case you don't have the schedule in front of you, Arizona State's final three games of the year will be at UCLA this weekend, home versus Oregon, and then home versus U of A. They can can do it. You're telling me? There's a chance I am because anything can happen. Let it be known that I do not believe that they are going to finish the year with three wins, but we're going to have fun nonetheless. And we're going to talk about how they can do it because if anything can happen in college football, like any given Saturday, the, the weirdest, craziest stuff can happen. We see massive upsets that happen all the time. Arizona State could be that team. It's not impossible for them to do it. It is improbable. But nonetheless, we're going to talk about it. We're going to break down all three games. We'll start with UCLA. UCLA, uh, I I feel like this is, quote unquote, your, your most likely win here. I don't feel good about it. But let's go ahead and take a look. So the first thing that stands out to me when looking at U of A, is that defense. It's one of the nastiest in the conference right now. They are number two in total yards per game. They are number three in passing yards per game. They are number one in rushing yards per game, and they are number three in points allowed per game. They are captained by, in my opinion, the best defensive player in the country, Liatu Latu. He is unbelievable. Freaking believable. Everything that he does for UCLA, 11 sacks on the year, 32 tackles. He has an interception. He's popped out two fumbles. Uh, he's a beast. This guy is a slam dunk first round pick. He is the best senior in the country. He is, a, in my opinion, a top 10 lock. Like, not just a first round lock. This feels like a top 10 pick. He feels like the best edge rusher in the class. I know a lot of people like kind of think he could be a defensive tackle. Uh, depending on your scheme, 6'5, 265, I think this is a true edge rusher. But he's got 21 and a half sacks over the last two years. He's already got 11 this year. He's going to absolutely feast on the Sun Devils offensive line this week, which is now without Isaiah Glass. Uh, if you want to know my opinion on that because i don't think this is the podcast to have a conversation uh, you can message me i leave my dms open so we can have a conversation on Twitter uh i'm not I'm not a fan you know it, it's it's been no secret we'll, we'll keep it real brief I have been critical of him on this podcast before i will continue to be critical of him uh for his play but I know that this is going to rub a lot of people the wrong way not just fans it's rubbed his teammates the wrong way. That is factual. So, but that that's all I'll say right now. You want to know more about my feelings? You can, uh, you can message me. I am more than happy to, to talk about it with you. But bottom line is Latu Latu is pound for pound, in my opinion, the best defensive player in the country. I don't know if it's particularly close. You have lots of good players across all sorts of different positions, but what Latu does on the defensive line is monstrous, but he's not alone. Uh, they have 34 sacks on the year as a team. They've got another guy, Gabriel Murphy, with five. Darius Ma- uh, Mausa, Mausa? I'm, I'm not sure. My apologies. Darius has four sacks. Sacks, four sacks. Uh, Grayson Murphy has three. Like they're getting a lot of production from their defensive line entirely. Uh, they got a handful of interceptions as well, ten on the year, led by Alex Johnson with four. The defense is disgusting. So for Arizona State, you're at a massive mismatch here, which means if you're going to win this game, you're going to have to make it a select fest. You're going to have to make this a defensive game and go stride for stride and blow for blow with them. This offense is pretty solid, but it's not exactly like this elite offense like Oregon or Washington. It's a step behind them. It's still very good, though. Number four in the conference in total yards per game. They are actually the, what is that? Ninth team? No. Two, four. I'm not good at math. Eighth team. Eighth team? Seventeen. Seventh team in yards per game. I can't count right now. But they're the number two rushing offense in the conference. And they are towards the bottom. They're the number 10 in points per game they are a more than quality offense and they run the football as well as anybody in, in the, in the league. They're, they're very, very good. Carson Steele has 700 yards as the lead back. TJ Harden has just under 500 yards. Uh, their quarterbacks haven't done too much. Ethan Garbers and Colin Shield have gotten some opportunities. Dante Moore, their, their freshman sensation has not been, too dynamic as a runner this year but i know that he's got a lot of potential to eventually be a dynamic runner once the offensive line gets shored up for itself so to win this game you need to find a way to clamp this run game and that's not going to be any easy task the sun doubles rushing defense has been you know middle of the pack they enter this game uh what is that Two, three, four, five, six as the seventh run defense in the the league at 127.2 yards. But again, you stack that up against UCLA's rushing attack, which is 204.6. That's a very tall task for them. So that's where you start in order to be able to beat UCLA. You got to find a way to limit their rushing attack. Their quarterback play is quality. Uh, Ethan Garber is completing 68.1% of his passes this year. Uh, Colin Scheel has not been great, but he also has really not gotten too many opportunities outside of being a runner for the team. Dante Moore is a freshman, 52%. I don't really know who you're going to be going up against, but they're a beatable quarterback group. 16 touchdowns against 12 interceptions. Uh, They have allowed 30 sacks this year. They are, as a team, completing 56.2% of their passes. That's where you got to be able to be The most effective you got to find a way to slow down this run, but you're going to have to capitalize on a passing attack that has some warts to it again. They're they got 12 interceptions on the year, so it's an interception a game for them. 30 sacks on the year with a dynamic pass rush for the Sun Devils. You got to find a way to bring down more Garbers, uh, Shalil, whoever it is at the quarterback spot. That's where you're going to win this game is dominating the line of scrimmage. You need to slow down their rushing attack and you need to absolutely make life a living hell on whoever is under center. They've got okay pass catchers. Logan Loya leads them with 463 yards. J. Michael Sturdevant leads them with uh, 424 yards. He's second place on the team, a whopping 15.4 yards per catch. Uh, Maloki Matavao, I should have taken a look at this. Uh, eight catches, 203 yards, 24, 25.4 yards per reception. So they've got some guys in the passing game. But again, you're looking at a quarterbacking situation that's not dynamite. It's very good, but it's beatable. So for the Sun Devils to win this game, you got to find a way to keep this low scoring. You're not going to score a lot of points on offense, which means when you get opportunities, you need to capitalize on them. You need to figure out a way to get some effective play out of Jacob Conover, which feels Impossible honestly, but for the defense, they're going to be the reason you stay in this game. If you're able to stay in this game, you got to bring them down. Uh, the Sun Devils defense has been very good in the pass rush this year 22 sacks. They have two guys tied for the team lead in six sacks with uh BJ Green and Prince Dorba. They're capable of winning the line of scrimmage, but that's how you're going to win this game. Uh, you're just not going to put up a lot of points on this UCLA defense. You haven't put up points against almost anybody this year. That's not changing against the Bruins. It doesn't help that you're on the road. Now, that being said, the Rose Bowl has never been a terrific home field advantage for even the best UCLA teams. But nonetheless, this is going to be a very difficult game for you to waltz into Pasadena and try to win this game. This is a quote-unquote winnable game here. I just wouldn't feel too, too good about it, but... Again, there's an opportunity for sure. There's an opportunity for you guys as well to get your sports betting on right now. Score early with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use with a wide variety of betting options, including spreads, player props, over unders and more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Fanduel, official partner of the NFL. Guys, you need to check out the locked on college football kickoff live. I'm going to talk about it every single time we get on because it's the best coverage that you're going to find every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern. Every single locked on calls YouTube channel, including this one is going to be broadcasting the College Football Kickoff Live as they cover playoff implications, conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, on any Locked On College YouTube channel, including this one. I'm there every single week. It's the best. I love it to pieces. Let's go ahead and take a look at the next game here, and that is Oregon. And goodness gracious, is that going to be a really rough game for the Sun Devils? Um, I don't feel good about that game at all. And when I say I don't feel good about it, I mean, that, that could be a worse loss than what you were just dealt against Utah. I mean, Oregon is pound for pound the second best team in this conference with a very, very great argument to be the first best team. Yes, they were edged by Washington and Eugene, but that doesn't mean that a rematch is going to necessarily go in their favor. Oregon is such a great football team. Number one rushing attack in the conference. Number three passing attack. The number one overall offense in both points per game and total yards. But it's not just there. Their defense is really good. The number three total defense, the number two passing defense, the number three rushing defense, and the number two points per game defense. Pound for pound, that's arguably the best team in the the Pac-12. They're one of the best teams in the nation. They're led by Bo Nix, who, for me, is the Heisman Trophy winner this year. He's completing almost 80% of his passes. A ridiculous 25-touchdown passes to two interceptions. He's got five more scores on the ground. He's unbelievable. They've got a guy who's going to be in contention for the Fred Belitnikoff board at the end of the year for the, the nation's top receiver with Troy Franklin, who's got 946 yards, 16.3 yards per catch, and 10 touchdowns on the year. Defensively, they're just getting it done all over the place. 28 team sacks, eight interceptions. Uh, six force fumbles and four recoveries. They do it all, man. They are so, so good at everything. Brandon Dorless leads them in sacks with four. So they've got a bunch of guys that are contributing all over the place. Evan Williams, Jordan Birch, uh, Popo Amuave. They've got plenty of guys that are generating interceptions for them. Both Kyrie Jackson and Taishim Johnson have two interceptions for them. Uh, Bucky Irving, one of the best running backs in the country that nobody is talking about, uh, 6.9 yards per carry, 821 rushing yards, nine touchdowns, Jordan Washington, 545 yards of his own as a number two guy, a stupid 7.8 yards per carry also tied for the team lead with Bucky with nine touchdowns on the ground to win this game. You got to get lucky. The, the, the good news for the Sun Devils is this is a whole game. You've got them in 10 P. This is potentially the Kenny Dillingham experience where he kind of puts everything together. And it's like, he's so talented when it comes to the offensive mastermind that he is. It reminds me of like a USC game where you're going to go into this and you're just going to have to do anything and everything that you possibly can to try and win this football game, which means going forward on fourth down, the unorthodox plays with Cameron Skadaboo lined up at quarterback in the scat package and the sun in the Sparky package, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you got to be aggressive in special teams. Defensively, you, you got to blitz a lot. You got to have all sorts of unique, different coverages. You need to have a game plan in place to stop Bo Nix as a runner, because even though he hasn't uh, killed teams with his legs as much this year, He is still as dynamic a runner as you're going to find in college football. He's just unbelievably good to win this game. You got to get lucky, man. You got to have some things go your way. Think about the Washington game. Washington beat Oregon in Eugene. They are the front runners for the conference right now. And yet Arizona state held them out of the end zone on offense And it was a one-possession loss. So Arizona State is capable of going stride for stride with the top dogs in the Pac-12. The problem is that game was two weeks ago. And since then, you have gotten steamrolled, absolutely steamrolled by Utah. It's not exactly a game that builds that confidence for you that they're going to be able to win these kind of football games yes you beat wazoo but wazoo is slumping super hard right now to win this game versus oregon it's i almost don't even think that it's going to be because of how good you are on the field like you have to execute perfectly. You can't turn the ball over. You can't give up sacks. You can't give up the big plays on defense. The 40 yards, the 50, the 60-yard scores. You got to find a way to hold them to three points on those drives. Get them to stall out. You got to force punts. You got to outcoach Dan Lanning, who is one of the best defensive minds in the country right now. You got to find a way to counter all of their Top tier, talented players. And I just don't know how you do that. I don't know how any team does that. Washington couldn't do it. That was a high scoring game uh, against against the Ducks. That ended up being a 36 to 33 final where, oh God, what's his name? Michael Penix had to drive down the field in order to get them that win at the last second. Like This is a beastly team this is one of the best Oregon teams that I can remember. And they don't look like a fluky team. They look like a team that could potentially win the conference. And if they win the conference, I don't know how you keep them out of the college football playoff. They're that good. So if Arizona got to win here, it's, it's gotta be this culmination of so many different factors. You have to find a way to be able to get the, the lucky plays, find a way to get them off the football field. You also need the fan base, man. You need the Valley activated in this game. You need the fans in full force. You need a loud stadium. You need a rowdy stadium. Remember, Arizona State took down Oregon a few years ago in Tempe when they were ranked in the top 10. ASU can do this, but a lot is going to have to go in their way to pull it off. You know what? You don't need to worry about is getting your tickets at the last second for any event, whether it's a sporting event, whether it's a concert, a theater event, a comedy show, whatever. And that's why you got to use GameTime. They have killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seats, best price guarantee. It takes the guesswork out of buying your tickets. They've got all sorts of different amazing things that make them such a better app to use than other places. They've got those last-minute tickets. They've got flash deals. They've got zone deals. That's that view from your seat is gonna make sure that you know exactly what you want when you arrive. Those all-in prices, it's it's shown up front. There's no hidden fees that you're going to not see. You've got the total without having to worry about something else popping up. You can get your tickets in seconds. It's just two simple taps. Get those zone deals and pick a section, and game time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And of course. Their best price guarantee means that you're always getting that best price, which means if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime is going to credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets lowest prices guaranteed. Wherever you get your podcast, make sure that you're hitting like, subscribe and turning on those notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. The college basketball season is getting underway here. Uh that it's already started and Arizona State tips off tomorrow. We'll be covering Sun Devils basketball coverage, so if you are a fan of the hardwood, then make sure that you are subscribed. And of course, we'll be covering football as we always do. Wrapping it up with the game that I do feel is the most attainable here. Not to insult this team, even though I would love to insult them. U of A. The University of Arizona Wildcats, to me, are the most winnable game remaining on the schedule. Here's why. They are a good football team. I will tip my cap to them. Right now, they are the number four defense in points per game. They are the number five defense in total yards. They are the number six defense in passing yards, and they're the number four defense in rushing yards. Quality defense, very quality. Offensively, they're also quality. They're fifth in the the league in total yards per game. They are sixth in the league in passing yards per game. They are, God, what is that? Seventh in the league in rushing yards per game. And they are fifth in the league in points per game. So I wouldn't even call them like average across the board. They're quality. They really are. That's me being nice. And it kind of hurts to be nice to this team, but They've seen their team really start to turn around offensively. Jaden DeLora goes down. Uh, Noah Fafita comes in, and he's an absolute revelation at the quarterback spot. is completing 76.2% of his passes, 14 touchdowns against four interceptions this year. He's better than Jaden DeLora. Jaden DeLora was having an okay season prior to his injury, but they have something good with Fafita and they should not look back with what he's doing for them right now. And part of the reason that they're so good is they've got one of the best receivers in the country with T. McMillan. McMillan has 753 receiving yards, seven touchdowns on the year, 14 and a half yards per reception. He's a beast. He is a true sophomore. He is six, 210 pounds. He's going into the 2025 draft as one of the top receivers in the entire class. He's a beast. Jacob Cowling, high volume guy for them. 69 catches, leads them by 17 receptions over T. McMillan, who is second on the team. The only thing that he's not doing is the yards per reception, a whopping 7.4 yards per catch. That's almost half of what McMillan is getting you. But he's also got nine touchdowns on the year. So Jacob Cowling has been more than quality, more than quality for them. Uh, 5'11", 175, he had a good game against ASU last year. He does a lot of good things. Rushing, their quality. Uh, Jonah Coleman leads them with 565 rushing yards, a really good 6.1 yards per per pop. Uh, Prior to injury, Jaden Delora was a quality rusher. He put together 131 yards. Uh, Fafita is not doing much. Uh, Six yards on 29 carries, now granted 13 of that. And negative 79 yards are from what's it called? Sacks. But they can do it in the run game. Their biggest thing is doing it through the air. Defensively, they got some solid guys. Manu is leading them in tackles. Uh, 75. Next closest is 51. Uh, they've also got Taylor Upshaw, who's leading them in sacks with seven and a half, 6'5, uh, 270. He is a problem. Uh, they are also not really forcing turnovers. They've got two interceptions on the year. Uh, they do have six fumble recoveries, which is pretty darn good. Uh, but their they're pass defense quality, uh, Takario Davis actually has 11 breakups on the year. That's pretty good. They are a quality team. And they are stacking quality wins. They're six and three on the year. So they are bowl eligible for the first time in a handful of years. Uh, they are three and two in ranked games. And they've played five ranked games in a row. They beat UCLA this past weekend. That was a huge win for them. They beat Oregon State, another big win for them. They started the slide for Washington State, which again, they they have totally fallen off. But I mean, you kick the tires off of them when you did play that game. Uh, they went the triple overtime against USC too. And they only lost Washington by seven. They are stepping up and playing their competition very well, which is not a good thing for Arizona State. So I'm sure you're wondering, like, hey, Richie, why do you think this is the most winnable game for the Sun Devils? It's easy. It's a rivalry game. When it comes to rivalry games, take the records and throw them out. It doesn't matter. It does not matter how talented. You are, it does not matter how many wins you stacked. It does not matter how amazingly coached you may or may not be because one team is going to go into that game with a mentality to ruin everything with a mentality to embarrass you. That's Arizona state this year. It was U of a last year was Arizona state this year. The sun devils have two wins on the year and there's a very real possibility they only have two wins going into this game. U of A is 6-3 and right now. They have an opportunity to have seven wins or maybe even eight wins because they're entertaining Utah this year and Utah has shown some wards to be a beatable team. Colorado, oh man, I don't know. I think that ends up being a shootout for the Wildcats. Colorado's had some lumps though. I think U of A probably wins that game. So there's a real chance that U of A comes into this game as an eight and three team definitively better across the board, but that doesn't matter because ASU can go stride for stride with some really good teams. When everything is clicking ASU and U of A hate each other. So throw out everything, you know, this game is going to be in Tempe. And I promise you, if the Valley is activated for this game and everyone shows up, it's going to create such an interesting atmosphere that could lead to the Sun Devils pulling off a big-time upset in this game. It's absolutely attainable here. This is the most winnable game left on the on the schedule for the Sun Devils. I will always, always take ASU in these games. I don't care if U of A came into this game 11-0 and Arizona State came in 0-11. I don't care if ASU goes into this game two and nine and U of A comes into this game at eight and three. I'm taking the sun levels every single time. I will die on that hill. I'm never going to take U of A to win those games ever. When it comes to this game, I'm taking ASU. They've got a chance. It doesn't matter how talented or not talented you are because it's a rivalry game. And when you have games like this, all that anybody cares about is embarrassing their opposition. Arizona State's going to come into this game with an edge. They're going to come into this game with that mentality of we're going to ruin your season because if everything goes right for U of A, there's a chance that they could finish in the top four teams in this conference. They could have themselves a very good bowl game this year. And Arizona State has an opportunity to ruin that for them. That's why I think Arizona State can win this game. That's how I think Arizona State can win this game. You got to you gotta go into this game with that mentality. When you come into a game with the mentality of wanting to ruin everything, that's how you win. For what it's worth, U of A has not won back-to-back territorial cups since like 2007. Arizona State's got some history on its side. I'm taking them in this game, and I hope you guys are too. What do you think we're going to finish record-wise? Do you have us winless? Do you have us going undefeated? Let me know in the comments. You can hit me up on Twitter at richiebrad 36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun I appreciate you guys for tuning in. As always, remember, wherever you get your podcast, hit like, subscribe, turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. I will see you guys tomorrow. Get ready for some basketball content. It's coming to you. Till then, you can be locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.